Big news of the day. We are trying a new kind of coffee, new to me, which Leah has introduced to me. Yes. As, as a gift. Which Huge it, news. It, where, whereby, through which, in which, by, by whom you dunk the coffee like a tea bag. Yes. It's really good. Yes. Also, by the way, did you notice tons of people are actually quitting Twitter now? You are listening to Weird Religion. Hi. (laughs) (laughs) I'm Leah Payne. I'm Brian Doak. And this is Weird Religion, a podcast for people who know religion is weird but love it anyway. Okay. So we've lost Twitter followers. Look, when, when, when Elon Musk took over Twitter, I did notice a few people. You had a couple of protest quits. But, yes. But not many people were willing to leave the audiences and the the fun they've cultivated there. Mm-hmm. But I don't think we did anything weird recently. And I noticed like 40 fewer followers, maybe 30 or 20, but like some number like that. I actually didn't know what our number was because yes. I've never had my own personal Twitter account. Fun fact. Why do you think people are actually quitting now? Uh... Well, I am kind of curious because right when I'm going uh, on Twitter right now, but yeah. just because the vibes. I yeah. Um, to- um, I, I think that why are they quitting right now? I think that, um, it's finally gotten, um, like, well, I think a couple things, threads, probably the, uh, threads, Instagram and let's come back to threads. Mark Zuckerberg created an alternative that everybody was looking for. I tried a few different alternative things and I couldn't really find anything in there. Something that's almost like has close enough to the same function, I would Mm -hmm. guess. Yeah. And then also it just, it's gotten really chaotic in terms of there's so many different policy changes and yeah. So I think that there's, there's part of that. What do you make of the X rebrand? Is there something quasi religious about this X? It feels very, you know, it feels very iconic, but also yeah. it feels, it feels threatening in some way to me. Yeah. The visuals X of it. looks like no, right? Like no, you, you say like you X something out. There's a, I don't know who was in the room when they made that branding decision, mm-hmm. but a little bird. Cause Twitter is ruthless, right? It is. Is it even, a, is it even called Twitter? That's, Twitter has mean streets, you know? And so like a little bird was kind of a way of saying like, hee hee hee, tweet, tweet, I'm tweet. tweet, tweet, tweeting out my thoughts. The even as tweet, people tweet, like, you know, say terrible, hateful things to each other, somehow it sort of made it mm-hmm. cheery. And an yeah. X is kind of like, ooh. I mean, if you pictured the Twitter lo- logo and the X as religious symbols mm-hmm, and you're like, mm-hmm. the X is like this kind of like, it it has it has a very severe vibe to it. Yes, maybe not yes. unlike the kind of right wing stuff that has taken over Twitter. Although Twitter's also always been dominated by left wing people too. I, I don't really know who dominates Twitter or who did, but like, yes, it's certainly quite an open space. And um, by the way, the UFO material has been trending and on fire every day, which is has mostly been a right wing type phenomenon. The belief in the oh, and it. so it's been. You I'm think guessing that, yes, that's why I yes, associate. Yes. It, but I don't actually know that that's true. Um, and I don't think conservative people right now are flocking to threads. Mm-hmm. That's not my sense on threads. I don't spend a lot of time on threads yet, but. You do have a threads account though, I did, which I, I did thought my was, own thing. yeah. And yeah. I even started posting little, little observations. I saw that, that was kind of nice. There's, there's certain things about the functionality of threads that don't make it quite, you know, I, I've grown to actually really appreciate Twitter. Mm-hmm. Um, people complain about it a lot. I, a lot. I've complained about it a lot, but I've met some really amazing people 
through Twitter mm-hmm. and I've gone to, I've grown to appreciate just the simplicity of it. It's kind of like, um, I saw a story a while back about Craigslist and how Craigslist is this really old mm. school format, mm-hmm. but because they understood what they were, who they were and what they were doing yes. so well, yes. it has amazing staying power still yes. to this day. If you want to buy a used bicycle or something like that, you go to Craigslist, at least I do. I don't go anywhere else. I understand yeah, what it is and what it's right. for. And I think there was something about Twitter, even though there were flaws to it prior to Musk, that it just, it was so functional for what it was. Mm-hmm. And I think that Threads comes somewhat close to it. They need a desktop part of it, I think. But anyway. They do now. You can at least access it now through a desktop. Right. Although you can't, I don't think you can post through it or whatever. But, you know, Instagram was like that for a while. It was only the app and then they allowed mm-hmm. you to post some stuff with the desktop, but it looks clunkier. Not not nearly as cool as it looks on your phone. Yes. Um, yes. Yeah. The Twitter, there's something about Twitter that's, and also the algorithm for what I see on my homepage on threads still. And I know you can tweak it and stuff. I'm just still seeing stuff that I'm like, do I want to see this? Yes. I can't, I can't decide. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not upset by what I'm seeing. Yes. But I'm not happy with it either. Yeah. I think, um, and also the kind of people who have congregated in the Twitter sphere mm-hmm. are not exactly the same people who are on Instagram and threads. So for sure. example, there are things that I followed on Instagram. Mm-hmm. It's like it, it, the, the format is really different. And so, mm-hmm. you know, the kind of, um, ornery, arguments that people get on in Twitter. I don't think it's like, I never used Instagram for that. I followed a whole other crew of people on Instagram. Right. Did you? Because you're really, you're a very visual person. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I love Instagram. I've always loved Instagram. I think that'll be my favorite Mm -hmm. one. Facebook has a special place in my heart though, because it was the first and you know, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, just mm -hmm. your first love, your first social media. Right, right. Oops, I was was trying to do that one. I forgot, I forgot. (laughs) on the DJ set here, I forgot what the buttons are. What's this one do? Oh yeah, that's the news. Who knows, love it. What is this one? Uh, 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 Oh, it's the laugh track. Okay, I gotta get reacquainted. There you go, Oh, we have a, we have a, like a template that goes over it that says what it is, which is lacking right now, and that's why I don't know what anything is. Love it. A little bit behind the scenes there and not interesting to anybody. Um, Okay, so here's a game to play that I think is fun. Are you down for a game? Yes, of course. Of course. Here's the game that we'll play. To celebrate Threads and the fact that we're on Threads, come follow us on Threads, people. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, until we all stop using that too. Um, let's right now. Let's pause the recording. It'll be just a blink of an eye to the audience, of course, but to us. And let's go on Threads and find something weird, religious, worthy of comment, and play it to me. And I'll do the same. I've already got it in come. my mind. Ready. In my mind. Yes. Ready. Go. And we're back. Yes. After a long are. time of searching. Long time. Longer for me than for you. Actually, I had some ideas. I actually had a couple, but. All right, you go first. Okay. Can you play it? Yeah. Hold on here. Let me just a second. Let's, okay. uh, let's do it. Let me pull this up so we can play I it. I feel through. like you need the. Um, okay. All right. We'll put these in the show notes, of course, as well. Here it is. It says POV, you're a Christian kid in the 2000s. Okay. It's this young woman comes Mom, down. Mom, dad. Mom, dad. <laughs> oh, I see. Okay. I, okay, she's looking. Okay, she looks at the ground. This is high context. There's here. a there's a there's a hoodie on the ground. Uh huh. Hoodie no, and a hat. 
dad? Probably no, her dad's clothes. Okay, with no or wear. mom's clothes. And she looks knows? panicked and she says, mom, dad. Okay, let me give it a shot. Okay, give it a go shot. for it. I actually participated in this fear at one point in my, my childhood, probably in middle school, late elementary, early middle school. Okay. It was the fear that the rapture has occurred and you have not been raptured. <laughs> right? I wish we'd all been ready. Yes. It, yes. And especially in, I mean, you know, the, the, of course, this is not just, I, I posted this on social media and I got a lot of people who were like, Hey, same thing was true to a 1970s kid. Same thing was true to the 1980s. There's a, you know, in the late 20th century, evangelicals got really big into, um, I mean, not just the late 20th century, but they, they kind of dramatized anxiety about the end of time and the rapture, a certain yes. a particular doctrine so I, uh, I thought that was really okay, cute. Let's talk, that was very funny. Let's talk more about this mm -hmm. um, from the perspective of American religious belonging sure, and, and so sure. on. I want to I bring up a couple of, couple of articles here just to kind of like add some value to okay. the pod here. Um, I started wondering right away. I was like, how many Americans still believe in the rapture like a living concept? And I think uh, it's pretty, pretty hefty. I did a quick... Did a quick search. Found, yes. found an older article. This is from Christianity Today in 2016. So obviously not. But they did a they did a survey of 1,000 Protestant clergy, mm -hmm. and they found that one third of pastors share left behind end times theology. Does that seem high or low to you? One third. Uh, that actually seems a little bit low to me. But um, so I think that you know. I guess I, I would want to know what they mean by left behind, you know, because it's probably what they're talking about is a doctrine called premillennial dispensationalism, mm -hmm. which briefly, and of course we could talk forever about this, is the idea that talk for a little while. Why God, not? okay, so God works in certain specific ways in certain times, and um, it's it, it, there's this idea that we are on a trajectory, we as humankind are on a trajectory toward the end of time. Yeah. And right before, there have been many um, dispensations or seasons of God working in a particular way in a particular time. So the Bible records certain seasons of the way that God works in the world. Jesus, of course, is, is a high point in terms of how um, God has worked through sending God's son. Yeah. And then right before the very the finale, the grand finale of human history, which are the events recorded in the book of Revelation, there will be a um, a rapture, or the people of of God will be taken up into the air. Glorious. And this there's lots of passages in the New I Testament that are used. It. I don't care. <laughs> yeah, I figured out where it is. On and the board, so and depending on you know, there's lots of different takes on it, but there will be like seasons of suffering and violence, wars and rumors of wars. Anyhow, and so many kids who grew up with this anticipation that the end of time was at hand if you were to have you know woken up from a nap or something yes and nobody was in your house if you had a if you had a particular imaginative bent <laughs> which you know who doesn't when they're 11 uh-huh then you would think that you had been left behind here's the thing so. i never i never understood very well even when i should have known better 
about what premillennial dispensationalism is, and it it, uh, it takes back it takes us back into your description. Yes, when yes. You, when you mentioned those eras, I never quite understood what the eras were. Right. It always seemed really vague and broad to me. Like there was an era of everything before the New Testament. Right. There right. was an era of the apostles when then like if you were really into this, like say some like Baptists would be against Pentecostals, you'd say there was an era of the apostles that lasted like sixty years or less. Yes. In which miracles happened, but then that was done. Yes. Which is weird because all the Baptists I know definitely pray for things that I think are miraculous, but they don't, I guess that's part of the scheme is you don't really believe right, you can right. raise people from the dead and stuff like that. Only like certain kinds of like low key miracles. Yes. There was this idea that there was a burst of energy after the ascension of Jesus. The Holy Spirit was, we're really getting bible today. The, the Holy Spirit was um, uh, moving in power in a particular way to birth the church. Yeah. And that now, you know, though that that way has concluded. We don't need that anymore. Right. Doesn't God, God doesn't God know that like people are falling away from faith. Right. We need it now. Right. Let's and then go. of course, you know, right around the time when, when that idea, like the late 19th century, that was really picking up steam in the United States. Yeah. Right around that time, another movement was birthed one that raised me the Pentecostal tradition, which said, which argued, no, that, the, the Holy Spirit is moving in these like really extraordinary ways yeah. now. Yeah. And the interesting thing is a lot of charismatics and Pentecostals have taken up a premillennial dispensationalist rendering of the world, like the idea that a rapture will come, even though right. it's sort of logically, it doesn't, they the the logic of their own movement. Yeah. It deemphasize. I mean, it, they, you just leave out the part that, is like, yeah, but also the, the era of the miracles stopped. They're like, yeah, right. but not that. Right. But everything else, but not that. Right, exactly. I mean, I get it. I get it. You can, you know, this is a kind of promiscuous adoption that one does see. Right. In the in religious worlds that are entrepreneurial. Exactly. In, in People are very utilitarian. That was very does baroque, it work? That's a Baroque way of putting it. Yeah. I'm proud of myself. For does that it work? Then, okay, we'll, we'll use it. And, yes, and you know, right. I think the, the, the young woman who made this video um, who's talking about their their upbringing, I assume, um, is Mom, getting at dad, <laughs> mom, dad is getting at how energizing that fear is. Yes. Um, and also kind of, I, I would venture to say it's kind of entertaining. It's like the universe is such an exciting place. If you think that at any moment in time, like you come downstairs in your suburban home and you see your parents clothes on the floor and you, <laughs> The first thought well, that you have that yes, there I'm could like, be there could be another <laughs> explanation um, I like for it. that. I like it. Could a lot. be equally horrifying to a kid. Yes, but so many directions. I know. Just close off I know. those directions. <laughs> I'm sorry, I couldn't help it. In order to yes, but um, I love it. That yeah. was really good. That was Thanks. that was great. Thank I you, thank you. you. I give you a round of applause for that. Um, that choice. Thank you. Um, okay. I'm going to play you the one I found now. Okay. Um, uh, okay. Scene. Please. This is, this is a woman. She is a white Southern woman with blonde hair. She's very fashionista looking. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. She has these big, thick, dark glasses. Okay. Rim, dark rimmed glasses. Love it. Not dark glasses. They're, they're very see-through -y okay. in, the, in the lens. Okay. I meant the rims. Okay. Very, very heavy, very chunky. And okay. she's, she is talking in an animated way. I saw this when I was on threads the other day and I'd saved it for this very moment. Of course, Aww. why would I propose a game that I had not already nice, cheated nice. on and had something ready? Um, that's just what I got to do to keep up. 
to Leah. Okay, <laughs> just so everyone knows, that's no. just what <laughs> I got to do. Okay, okay, okay. So, so, and I was, I do not click on internet preachers. A confession, I hate, oh, I hate internet preachers. See, this preaching. is the difference between Brian and I because I click on, you click on almost that. every Well, that's why preacher. I had to play this for you and ask okay. about this person because okay. I've never heard of this person. I did listen to a fair a fair dose of Joyce Myers. Joyce Meyer? Myers? Mm-hmm, Meyer. Mm-hmm. Meyer or Myers? Joyce. Joyce Meyer. Joyce Meyer. I listened to a fair amount of Joyce Meyer mm-hmm. growing up. So I'm 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 definitely I'm definitely my interest is picked to the idea okay. of the okay. female megachurch preacher mm-hmm. by Joyce. Yeah, absolutely. And that's what this person appeared to be. But I found her cadence to be very fascinating. Her the tone quality of her voice. Well, why am I? And then also there were some confusing things in the topic I wanted to ask about. Just showing my ignorance. Okay, mm-hmm, I'm saying mm-hmm. too much. Okay, here we go. This person, by the way, this is called. This person is called Real Talk Kim. Oh, do you know Real Talk Kim? Mm-hmm. Oh, I knew you were going to know it already. Okay. No, don't even tell me this page isn't working. <gasps> don't even. Oh no! Tell me. I just was lo- after that bragging. After That's I bragged, I'm going to find Real Talk Kim's sermon again. Just okay. give me a second. I love it. All right, I'm going to have to do this again. Oh, there it is. Okay. Whoop. There it is. You got to shake it off. Is that what it was called? I don't listen to this this one is called. Don't let a season turn. Yes, it's the don't okay. let a season. Okay. Okay, friends, after that great technical difficulty, nice. I now have found it on TikTok. Here we go. Real Talk Kim. Love it. The devil will bless you. The devil will bring everything that you desire because the devil don't come in a pitchfork in and a, a pitch horn, fork? horns coming out of your head. He doesn't come with the long red cape. I know y'all think he does. No, he comes in those people that call you bro and sis and baby and boo thing and honey. That's what he comes in. Preach! <laughs> he comes in your life like a thief in the night. He is like a roaming lion to and fro looking for the people that have left gaps in their life. Uh, okay. Wow. Okay. Wow, wow, I'm wow. going to stop there. This goes on for like two more minutes. Yes. She asked the audience. She's like, tell me a little call and response. She's like, tell now, me what you think a gap is. Huh? What's a gap? Low self-esteem. What happens when you have low self-esteem? You settle. You settle. Oh, a little therapy moment there. What? Okay. Um, okay. Okay, 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 okay. I th- notice the metaphor mix there. A, ro- a roaming lion. I believe it's like a roaring lion. Yeah, Is it yeah, a, ro- yeah. rov- a roving lion? Like a thief See? in the night. Yeah, thief yeah, in the yeah. night. That's- wow, we had a real theme this so week, didn't G- we? So, G- so Jesus is the one who comes like a thief in the night, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. right? That mm-hmm. was the idea? Well, I mean, you know, that's <laughs> think, getting a little bit splitting hairs there, Brian. <laughs> okay, okay. So she mixed a metaphor for yeah. Jesus with the devil. With the devil, oops. But I think we get it, yes. the idea that uh-huh. he would come when you're sleeping. Right. Here's what I didn't understand, and I'm going to replay this because I don't get, this is one thing yes. about this I don't actually get. Oh, no, no, I'm leaving TikTok. I don't get when she says, okay, where is this? Here Everything that you desire because the devil don't come in a pitchfork. Okay, it's this part right here that I don't understand. Okay. Horn. Horns coming out of your head. Here's this. He doesn't come with the long red cape. I know y'all think he does. No, I don't no, think that. He okay. comes in this. those people that call you bro and sis and baby. Okay, bro and so sis? It's a little paranoid. So it's like your friends are going to be 
Oh, I thought I thought oh. she was introducing terms. Okay, when she said like boo and baby, I was like, oh, okay, it comes in the form of your romantic partner. But when she said bro and sis, I was like, are these like new terms for romantic things? Oh, because like well, there have been some. I don't know. We'd have to Urban Dictionary some that. Things but have maybe come up lately, not. like as you as you remember, yeah. even in a class we were teaching together several years ago. Yeah. When our friend in front of like six hundred students, when our friend Insel <laughs> Kang told me that daddy was being used as a term for boyfriends <laughs> oh, yeah. for years, I didn't that even know a, that. That was like Brian's education. I didn't even right know. There. I I was years behind. I didn't. <laughs> no so when i saw her saying bro and sis i was oh, like is well, this a thing now i just feel do i like call my wife no. sis or no oh, she's no. But, but you're, you knew it instantly she's talking about friends i thought it comes so in the form of your friends friends or your close you know your your brothers and sisters in the lord maybe that's how i interpreted it okay i maybe i'm wrong no i think you're but right. i'm just like what and then she goes into in romantic the form of partners, bro and sis and then boo and then whatever i mean baby and boo thing <laughs> Maybe that needs to be a sound effect that we need to pull to use. Yes. I I mean, okay. What's so your, What's your reaction to this? Just as someone who's heard so much of this content in your life. Okay. It's I was hard quite taken with her. The screaming, the rasping thing. Yes. I, I, you were like, what's what's happening here? Yes, yes, yes. What's happening aesthetically here? Like, uh, what, are you, what are you seeing? Yeah. Okay. So, um, aesthetic. Okay. So this to me, one word. No. Lots of words yeah. come to mind. But I, when I looked up Real Talk Kim, who essentially has, um, for the first time I remember seeing this person, she's got, I would say, Paula White Kane vibes. Agreed. For sure. Definitely. So a, uh, which is to say a gigging, um, like, and by that, I mean like constantly hustling for new forms of um, business for the yes, Lord. Yes, yes. So she is she is a stylist, a designer, a life coach, yes, a pastor. Is. I did see this. This is like this is to me peak Pentecostal. And I don't I don't know enough about her to to be able to tell you, but I think that's a very safe assumption that she's in the charismatic Pentecostal preacher lane. Um, you know, there's nothing Presbyterian about this <laughs> this Let, person. Yeah. But the thing that I want to bring up mm -hmm. is is that these people are about business. Like wow. she has got so many. She thrives on this on this medium. Yes, there's like you can buy clothes, you can buy wow. her time, wow. you can probably tithe to the ministry. I would I would guess there'd be like there's a merch thing on her Instagram account which yep. includes it's like books and stores and all kinds of things. Um, right. And so I, I think the, the gig economy, like yes. Pentecostals invented, invented I, that. I want to, I want to play a meta moment in yeah. the same sermon okay. where she talks about herself. I thought this was a funny part of the sermon. Let's listen mm -hmm. further to this. Okay. And then all of a sudden you're sitting out 15 resumes. You need a job. She's talking about, you need a oh, job. Right. You ain't getting one job off her, Sean. So then you start staying home on a Sunday. Uh Oh, the slippery slope. Looking at me on TV. Oh, you're looking Being at me. your ho-hos. Uh-huh. <laughs> Preach, Kim. Preach, Kim. Yeah. You ain't got no power in your pinky. I, I like this. Here. Because now you have converted to laying in bed. Oh, God, read my mind. You're under every post of our lives saying, pray for me. You have yet to tell us what we're praying for. Because I love that you're under every post of our lives saying, saying pray, pray for, for me. me. You don't even say what you, we don't even know what to pray for. Every post. 
Yes, I mean. So she's self. She's being very self-aware of her media presence, her posts. Definitely. Saying you're coming, asking me to pray for you on the internet. You don't even know what to pray for. I thought that was great. Just, you know, just burning the audience, roasting the audience. Yeah, there's right a there. certain kind of. I like that a lot. Style. That's great. Um. Yeah, I. I you can tell. <laughs> okay, okay. I remember. So way back when I was um, in divinity school, I took a class that required you to preach a sermon. And I'm not a preacher. I I don't really enjoy um, that Mm. role. I find it to be really intimidating. Mm. And probably it's because I was raised in a tradition where people, when they really own the pulpit, you're not a, you you don't, you're not going to scream and rove about. Yeah. For one thing, I'm not a pastor. And then also like, I just, you know, I, I feel nervous about that stuff. So I had to put together. Um, a sermon. It was just, it was like a requirement of yeah, the class. And it. I remember the uneasy feeling because it was at a mainline institution. And I remember that in charismatic services, mm-hmm. and it doesn't, it, it's like a, a pretty universal norm. If people are being quiet while you preach, yes. it's going very badly for you. Yes. But because that's how people show you that they're with you and that, and that, you know, you're in, and this is a Southern context i i she's in in atlanta i think yeah i think georgia is what i saw yeah and so like this is a a very southern pentecostal um she to me i think she is a white woman but she's using like certain preaching styles that most people would associate with um like certain styles of black church preaching yes i noticed that right away i was like she has this affect like a black female preacher uh-huh. or a black male preacher. Even, yeah. And so, and so she's, you know, she's doing this kind of call and response thing that is not absent from all white Pentecostal sure. churches, but I think like the style of her, her, um, her preaching voice and all of that. So she's doing this thing that um, is like recognizable in a particular way. I, I was not raised in that uh, type of church I was raised on the west coast um but I'll say that we're all little, that to we're say softer out here we don't we're well not. the west coast it just has its own I was raised in I always talk like it's like hippie Pentecostalism yeah. like it was no um, one's gonna scream preach at their own preach. no one's gonna scream preach at their right. own message but they in do the middle talk of back you know wow. like it'd be like amen amen everybody yeah. or they'll laugh or there's this this way that you're supposed to be interactive mm-hmm. with the preacher and in my context, I remember being so scared because I knew that I was doing like trained in a mainline way where you don't do that. You gotta be quiet while somebody's preaching and they preach like a quarter of the time or a mm-hmm. tenth of the time, mm-hmm. you know? So anyway, when I watched her, I thought, oh yeah, like there's, yeah. Th- she's doing a particular thing that reads in a particular way. Um, and she has all these businesses. I just, you know, I really enjoy following people like that because- you, you learn about this whole world. I don't know. Why did you bring her up? Uh, j- just because I thought she was, she just had an interesting affect, her look and her voice. I was, I was just, I was magnetized to it. Okay. Lightning. You're never going to forget her now. I'm, I'm never, be, no, I'm going to be Kim. following her. Real talk, Kim. Lightning, mm-hmm. lightning around. Mm-hmm. This thread's going to live or die. Gosh, I don't know. I think it'll live. You yeah. think? Yeah, maybe. We'll see? This has been a production of Weird Religion. A podcast for people who know religion is weird but love it anyway. Follow us on Twitter or Instagram. Follow us into the ocean. Allow your heart to blossom. Retreat into the gorgeous and haunted forests of your mind. Find us there.